my shoes and out the door. Five, I'm alive, six, seven, eight, feeling great. Hello, BYWG Tribe. Here's a quick peek at our supplement, product, and book of the month for July 2020. At the end of the podcast, I'll spend a few minutes going into further detail so we encourage you to listen to the end. The supplement of the month for July is our very own highly absorbable magnesium glycinate. The 10% discount code in office or online is MAG10. That's case sensitive, so it's lowercase M-A-G-10. Our book of the month is the Life Strengthening Book by Deanna Ferrugia. The product of the month is the True Dark Company and their incredible list of blue light blocking glasses and their other products too. As they say, stop junk light. All the links, discount codes, and special offers for the product, supplement, and the book will be listed in the show notes, in Apple Podcasts, post on the social media, in our weekly newsletter, and on our website at www.beyondyourwildestgenes at the Listen Now tab. Thanks, as always, for listening. Our July supplement of the month. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Beyond Your Wildest Genes podcast. I'm your co-host today, Dr. Mike Akinfora, and I'm thrilled to have with me Dr. Ben Reeves. Ben, how are you? Doing so well. Thanks for having me, Michael. It's awesome. Uh, Dr. Reeves has written a really great book that he's going to discuss a little bit with us today. It's called The Serpent and the Butterfly. And uh, before we do that, I'm going to read you his bio, and then he's going to get into his background, and then we're going to talk a little bit. So Dr. Ben Reeves is an award-winning naturopathic physician and the founder of Portland Clinic of Natural Health, an integrative medicine clinic that specializes in helping to resolve chronic disease with natural medicine. He is recognized as a leading expert in mind-body healing and alternative medicine and has appeared on Pain Free and Strong, The Spa Doctor, Alter Your Health, and more. He's a member of the American Association of Naturopathic Physicians and an active volunteer for the Naturopathic Medicine Institute. For more information on Dr. Ben Reeves and the serpent and the butterfly, please visit www.drreebs.com. That's D-R-R-E-E-B-S, and that will be in the show notes. Uh, Dr. Reeves, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. So tell our audience a little bit more about your background, how you got here, um, and then get into why you decided to write this this book. Yeah, so I'm from the Pacific Northwest and uh, you know, grew up actually off the grid um, in the woods, Mike. And um, I, I became a naturopathic physician um, actually not too long ago, a few years back. Um, after uh, trying a lot of different things, had a lot of different careers, uh, they were almost all in health and wellness. So, you know, everything from uh, working at Whole Foods to being a, a head cook at a um, famous retreat center uh, to being a, um, you know, a senior business analyst for a, for a sustainability-focused uh, uh, startup. Uh, and, and then I found, uh, you know, naturopathic medicine in my late 20s, and I just fell in love with it, and I became a doctor uh, not too long thereafter. Very interesting. So, I mean, you, you grew up in, in basically in this environment of, of uh, natural, naturopathic, so it, that, that path was kind of, no pun intended, that path <laughs> was kind of laid before you. It really was. I, I, from the age of 7 to 20, 
uh, we lived without running water or electricity. So that was a solid 13 or 14 years. Uh, now, of course, you know, I'd turn on a generator to watch movies or I'd go over to grandma's house to, you know, to have a running uh, running water and, and have a shower. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, we pumped all of our water by hand and um, and we were just very close to nature um, during those years. So that's really cool. So your parents um, were obviously ahead of the curve when you look at sustainability, um, living off the grid. Um, and, and was it fair to say they instilled this in you? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I'd say that nature really instilled it in me as well. Just being, you know, being around nature in, in, in that kind of uh, in, the, in that area of my development or that sure. during that time of my development. It just really uh, I, I know what it you know feels like to be in the woods listening to the rain for hours and hours. That stillness that you get from nature. Uh, but, yeah, my parents, we, they were really we were composting and uh, we were collecting water off the, the roof that we'd collect in buckets to to make a hot tub in the woods kind of sure, thing. So sure. they were they were, you know, very, yeah, they were pretty cutting edge. They are cutting edge in, in many ways. That's really cool. Um, and, and and now people will pay thousands of dollars to go and do that in a retreat. <laughs> right. And, exactly. And that's how you grew up. That's really cool. So tell me. Um, Tell me about, tell us about uh, The Serpent and the Butterfly. What, why, yeah. why write a book? You're successful in practice. Um, number one, where'd you find the time? And, and number two, why? Yeah, so the subtitle of the book is The Seven Laws of Healing. And I really saw a need for a little book. It's a very little book. You can read it in about two hours. It's about okay. 100 pages. Yep. And I saw a need for a book that, uh, that was, you know, that millennials would enjoy, that was lighthearted, but exceedingly practical, that embodied the laws of healing that we learn, um, you know, in natural medicine uh, or uh, as naturopathic physicians. Sure. Uh, the functional medicine doctors also use these laws. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's basically these laws have been used by indigenous societies, by uh, healers, doctors, integrative medicine practitioners all throughout the world on every continent for, for thousands of years. Okay. And so I saw a need for this book because it didn't exist. And so, to be honest, I kind of wrote it first and foremost for myself, sure. from a selfish perspective. I thought, okay, if I can write a book that would that I wish existed when I was 20 years old or when I was 22, uh, you know, that, that's about 18 years ago. So I'm 41 now. So if I could write a book that would uh, that I could have read then, it would have changed my life. And so I set out to write that book. And that's what The Serpent and the Butterfly, The Seven Laws of Healing is. Um, it's a book that I wrote to myself, and I knew that if I could succeed, that it, that it would also touch other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you were able to take what you, what you have inside of you and, and, and birth this book. I, I call them book babies. Your book baby you, you gave to the world. And um, let, let's... Let's dive into that a little bit. Is there of the seven laws? Is there one that particularly stands out to you? Yeah, you know, um, the first law is the law of vitality, mm -hmm. and I, you know, in many ways, this is kind of where it all starts. Uh, it's this this innate healing capacity that we're born with. Um, the body is always working to restore normal structure and function. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the, the concept of homeostasis is really an underpinning of this law. Uh, and in today's 
world, we'd probably call it mitochondrial energy or, you know, something like that, because mm -hmm. it's, it's all about the mitochondria. It's also all about that spark of life that we're born with. Uh, you know, we're, we're like luminescent beings as little kids. And then as we go through life, our vitality can get tamped down a little bit. We can lose a little bit of that spark. And this, this, this law of vitality, this, the, the, the old naturopathic doctors called it the V's or the vis, you know, the vis medicatrix natura, which comes, which goes all the way back to Hippocrates in Greece, you know, about 2,500 yep. years ago. Uh, but it, it starts with this innate healing capacity and we can work with it or we can work against it, mm -hmm. uh, to, to heal. And so it's, however, Mike, I just want to say one more thing. I actually think it's not the most important law. Uh, the most important law, in my opinion, is the seventh law, and it's the law of intention. And uh, I don't mean this in any kind of woo-woo way, because all of science really shows that uh, whether it's placebo or not, our intention, what we bring to uh, to our health uh, as practitioners and as, as patients, as clients, uh, as human beings, our attitude, um, our intention really impacts the outcome of our health. And so I think that it really begins with uh, being open to the possibility of getting well. Uh, you know, be, being open to this to this possibility that we can heal, uh, or that 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 our you know that our our broken arm can heal, or that our chronic disease can resolve, or that our symptoms can improve, and and that really get, gets into this law of intention, which there's so many hundreds of studies now. Uh, it, the science is all there, so it's no longer just. Uh, clinical observation or a belief system. It's really backed up by the science. Absolutely. Um, let's, let's dial back to the vitality part. Yeah. I, I, I think what happens is exactly like you said, we're born with that innate healing capacity. We're born vitalistic beings. And I, I, I believe, just as you stated, that it gets, it gets tamped down. And you look at kids, you look at children, and they have really no care in the world. They have no fear, and they go out and they live their lives. And our, 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 our thing as parents is, I want to keep you safe, so no, 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 no. And I think they, they said by the time a child is seven, they've heard no 140,000 times. I don't, don't quote wow. you on the number. But we kind of tamp that down in trying to keep them, quote, unquote, safe. So I, I love, uh, as a chiropractor, we, we, we are 100% uh, into the vitalistic approach to life, same as uh, a naturopath. Um, getting into the law of intention, I've got a great, I got a great story that I haven't shared. Awesome. Um, so uh, I have a, a daughter who's 17 and ha that's Emma and a son, Jack is 16 and Jack on Monday night, um, he had just gotten his braces off two months ago and he's got nice, perfect straight teeth and he walked in the door my wife was uh she's the early riser she was in bed probably by nine he walked in the door and he said i fell off my bike and i think i knocked all my teeth out and when he opened his mouth ben all i saw was the front tooth sticking back 45 degrees and his wow. mouth was so full of blood it actually looked like he had lost all his teeth 
Oh my gosh. So this is, you know, this is a time where you don't panic as a parent. And I said, sit down. Uh, I'll, I'm going to get a rag. We're going to see what's going on. He had blood on his face. He literally hit a pothole and fell. Landed face first. Oh my. So what winds up happening is we take him to the emergency room. That tooth is sticking directly backwards. Um, to make a long story short, my wife calls, makes an appointment to see the dentist the next morning. The dentist says it's only the one tooth. All the teeth are fine. The one tooth, he, uh, again, my children have not had any medication. Very, you know, going to the dentist, there's really been no issues. Um, so they, they gave him a numbing agent and they popped mm-hmm. that tooth back in, but said, I don't know if it's going to take my my it's the dentist a holistic dentist of course uh-huh. and he said my my recommendation is to prey on it if you're open to that or set or or set an intention so my wow. wife my wife is huge into setting intentions and she put that out in the universe she wrote it on the blackboard in our live uh, in our kitchen and I, god's honest truth uh he came back. He said, uh, I sent the, the x-rays out to uh, a couple of colleagues and it looks like there was a blood clot. So bring them back in on Wednesday. Well, lo and behold, on Wednesday, my son goes back in and the tooth has set and the blood clot is gone. Wow. He br- She brings him to the orthodontist yesterday on Thursday and he said, I don't need to do anything. This tooth is perfect. So the law of intention is alive, alive and well and living in New Jersey. <laughs> that <laughs> is a great story. Oh, my gosh. It, it, it <laughs> truly is. You cannot make that up. You cannot make that up at all. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. This Our intention literally turns our genes on and off. Uh, you know, it, it, uh, it activates um, mechanisms in our body, and we, we're just beginning to understand these things. And that's just that's an incredible story. You know, I'm I'm always amazed at, at intentions. Like, so when we set an intention, let's say let's say uh, the intention is I want to write a book. That that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Well, if the book's not going to write itself, but the universe is going to cooperate in these, as as uh, Einstein called them, spooky entanglement, where people are going to come into your life. Events are going to occur. They're going to help this uh, dream, help this goal become reality. Um, how do you see? How do you see <clears throat> intentions? Oh, it's so true. I, I mean, it's it's funny because I, I opened the book with that famous line about how the universe conspires uh, when we when we step into our boldness and our genius. You know, there's magic in it. The, the universe conspires. Uh, to, to support us in unseen ways. And, um, you know, it's now it's now we can see it's it's really just science in a lot of ways. And, and we have so much evidence. And so I think you're exactly right. This this book is really my intention. My intention is to distill the laws of healing in easily accessible language that somebody could read on a plane in an hour and a half. And they'd come out a different person on the other side, they wouldn't have to go to chiropractic school or naturopathic right. school or functional medicine school necessarily to have a, a, an understanding of of these laws that go way back 
And it's amazing how, uh, you know, common sense is not so common. And uh, even though some of these things are quite simple in a way, um, it, it can be difficult to, to articulate them and get them down in a way that people get it. Because um, everyone wants to understand this. Everyone yes. wants to know how do, how do we heal? What are the laws that we can work with to engender a healing response? And, and, and you know, and how does, how, what's the practical approach? And where's the evidence? <laughs> So. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's really interesting, Ben, when when we when we first are meet a new patient in our offices, um, there, there are some folks who come in and say, oh, I just want you to fix me up, doc. I just want you to fix <laughs> me up. And it's usually like the guys, you know, the guy comes in and he's like, I hurt my back lifting up uh, the mail. I'm like, dude, how heavy was that? <laughs> and in the meantime, he's about 300 pounds. Like, all right, well, but the, the reality is, is like, tell him what we're, we're not, we're going to partner together. Like they're, they're, you've got to understand that this is a process. Um, there's no magic pill or potion or lotion that we're, we're going to, we're going to partner together on your journey back to health. And I think today, especially more than ever, people are looking for this approach. When you just said these things, these things have been around since Hippocrates. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's been in the last hundred years that we've lost, we've lost our way in terms of the old ways. So um, uh, it's really interesting that you wrote that book and, and, and it's the, the seven laws. Can you, can you get into a couple other ones for us? Yeah, so I think this naturally goes into that second law, which is the law of disease. Mm -hmm. And uh, this, this, this law comes from uh, Dr. Henry Linlar, uh, one of the founders of naturopathic medicine. He was a medical doctor in the early 1900s, came over from Germany to the U.S. And uh, he said in his book, Nature Cure, which is probably the most famous book written on naturopathic medicine, published in 1913, he said, look, all disease comes from three things. And I'm not going to I'm not going to quote his exact words because it's basically old English. But he said it comes from deficiency, mm -hmm. toxicity or a weak vital force. And so he said and then he said that he even took it one step further. He said, and in fact, chronic disease is a, is, is a basically equivalent with those things. Um, and so that's the law of disease that. Chronic disease ensues in our bodies when we violate the laws of nature, when when toxicities build up in our tissues and our organs, uh, when inflammatory cytokines build up in our blood and in our guts, uh, when uh, when when we get deficient in zinc and selenium due to uh, you know oral contraceptive pills, medications, and so on, and then when our vitality gets tamped down, uh, you know through through stressful events, through um, medications, through uh, lack of sleep you know, all of the things, sure. uh, chronic disease unfolds. And so uh, basically health can be turned turn inside out upon itself. And we can say, well, optimal health is due to having um, adequate repletion of nutrients, mm -hmm. uh, being, you know, uh, non-toxic, not having toxicities in our tissues, in our blood, and, and having a strong vitality. And so we can do things. I mean, like even, you know, you're a chiropractor. Chiropractic adjustments can bump the vitality. They can release endorphins and they can they can kind of enhance that vital force. Uh, and, and so the law of disease, I think, is a critical one um, to understanding how we can resolve chronic disease. You know, 50, 50, 60, 70 years ago, they laughed at 
chiropractors and naturopaths who talked about vitality. And, and today, these are proving that we were right all along, way mm-hmm. before anybody recognized it, way before the evidence that, that really, if the, if the host is weak, and weakness can come from um, it, it, it comes from an inside-out approach. That that is the that is the breeding ground for disease to take root. We were right, we, and and you don't see it. It's so true. And there, and the, and the thing is, is this gets into this idea that it's not so much the modality or having the right supplement or having the right tool. It's about having the right approach. It's about thinking like a vitalistic physician. Yes. And if we think correctly, then there's so many so many roads that lead to Rome. There's so many ways to get there. Absolutely. And there's so many ways to enhance vitality, acupuncture, chiropractic medicine, using plants energetically, intention, prayer, meditation. I mean, we can go on down the list, but those, you know, finding the right one isn't so isn't so much the important thing. It's it's thinking the correct way. And then we can get there and find a plan that fits the patient. Yes. Yes, it, and and that's it. Is that you, every single person that we encounter may have a slightly different um, reception to what we're saying. So we've got to come at it not from Mike Akinfora's way, but from the the way that is vitalistic and open to whatever works for each person. And that's why you can't fit a, you know, a, a round peg in a square hole. Every single person is different. Um, I just finished taking a, uh, a meditation course with Emily Fletcher of Ziva mm. Meditation. And one of the things, because I had always, always meditated. It wasn't a consistent practice. Um, but she was the first one that I, I, I encountered who said, Really, for meditation, you you want to do it not once a day, but twice a day. And and your first thought as a busy physician is, I do not have the time for twice right. a day. But then she explained it like if you're doing it once a day, it's it really you, you're getting back to zero. So you got this stress, which is a minus three, and then you meditate, it brings you to zero. And then the next day is a minus three, brings you back to zero. But then the next day, you don't sleep as well. You start off at a minus five, and then you go meditate. You're still at minus two. Where if you do it twice a day, you can you you are way ahead and you actually start mm. to build on it and i i gotta tell you for me personally um it's been really remarkable and i can drop into that meditative state pretty easily now after taking her class but that's exactly what we're talking about there there that is a tool that i can now use and i share it obviously uh i share it with my patients and and our clients that this is a, a wonderful tool to have in the tool belt I love that. That's a great point. And, and, you know, this kind of relates to uh, the sixth law, which is the law of synergy. And and by the way, um, these seven laws, I had to read all of the old writings. I had to read widely and study. And I found, hey, there's seven laws. I couldn't reduce it down any further. I couldn't add any more. I had to. And so I found that there were seven. But this the sixth law is the law of synergy. And, uh, you know, it, it basically is that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And and so, you know, not one hammer can't make a house, you know, a a general contractor has to rely on all the tools. And it's the same for a a physician. 
we have to rely on a bunch of tools in our tool belt, and these tools, when used appropriately, uh, share synergies where, uh, you know, let's, let's say I meditate twice a day and I also avoid my, my food sensitivities. There's going to be a synergy between those two actions, potentially, that is going to have a much greater outcome for my health than if I just uh, avoided my food sensitivities. And so we as, as vitalistic physicians uh, can use this law of synergy to, to help our patient, you know, achieve, achieve their health goals. A hundred percent. I'm a great example of that. At what you know, I was an athlete growing up. Uh, I played all through high school. I played after high school, um, and I continued to eat like I was an athlete, but I stopped working out. And as we know, that does not work out well. Um, I got all the way up to, and then uh, I should say that I married a pastry chef who opened oh, wow. her, who opened her own bakery. So um, at my heaviest, I was 300 pounds. Um, I am a comfortable 190 pounds as we speak. But wow. you, cannot, you cannot supplement your way out of a poor diet. And that's what I have found as I as I now 54 years old. It's not the heavy training that I do. It's not the walking that I do every day. It's really eating uh, vitalistically. Staying away from those, um, I, I have a tendency not to eat any gluten because it affects my joints. Uh -huh. um, so over over the past um, 15 years, I've really dialed in what works for my body and really have paid attention to those things that I eat that I don't really feel that great eating them or, oh my God, I feel amazing after eating them. So really looking at that vitalistic way uh, of of the, what we're talking about here, the law of synergy, um, which is really cool. Absolutely, yeah. We all have to find what doesn't work for us, and we're, we're all unique. Uh, we there isn't a you know oh, a, a paleo diet that fits everyone or a, a keto diet. Um, it's everyone's got unique genes and unique backgrounds, and and um, and then we can we can utilize these laws to to get the best bang for our buck and, and, and achieve our goals. You know, it was really funny when I, when I discovered paleo and, and Rob Wolf's uh, uh, been on our podcast. Um, He's awesome. Uh, four times, five times, I think. Um, but you know, when I discovered paleo, I was like, everybody needs to be on paleo. Everybody needs to do paleo. I've got such good results. I feel amazing. <laughs> and as I, as I've gotten older, I've realized with more experience, more education, it's like everybody doesn't do well with, you know, one thing. And what it gets back to is this more ancestral way of looking at it where we've got to really look at eating real food and to to continue to eat stuff in packages, boxes. It's just not what our bodies are, are designed for. So it really fits in hand in glove to, to what you're saying, your approach and, and how this works. Um, I love it. I love it. Um, how about sharing? I, I'm very respectful of your time, Ben, and don't want to give away the entire book. Um, how about one more? Yeah. So, you know, I think let's let's talk about the fourth law, uh, which is the law of compensation. Okay. And uh, this this actually comes from Dr. Henry Linlar as well in 1913. Uh, he you know he coined this expression. He also called it the law of dual effect. 
And what he said was that everything we do to the body, uh, whether um, whether it's taking in a food, an herb, a drug, uh, what have you, uh, first it has a primary effect that is isn't very long lasting. It's a little transient, and it's usually something we can notice or observe. Uh, and then there's always a secondary effect that is uh, a little more uh, long lasting and a little more persistent, and actually runs in the opposite direction of the primary effect. And now this is an incredibly powerful law that uh, we, we really don't talk very much about in medical school, but I think the best example is medications. When we look at uh, you know, the side effects of uh, Tylenol, we read, we read all the side effects on the, on the bottle of Tylenol. These side effects are really, in many regards, the way the body compensates for the mechanism of action for the Tylenol. And so we as uh, integrative medicine practitioners, uh, we have to educate our patients about the ways that our bodies compensate to the actions of the things we do, such as you know, taking, taking Tylenol or uh, even uh, applying a, a cold pack. You know, if, you, if I have a high ankle sprain, I, I apply a cold pack, an ice pack to my, you know, to my ankle using the, the old you know, RICE protocol of rest, ice, compression, and elevation, well, um, that, that cold water, that, or that cold ice is going to vasoconstrict my vasculature. It's going to you know, drive blood in to the, to the inner part of my ankle, but then you know, after about 20 or 30 minutes, the body is going to respond with a vasodilatory effect in order to uh, keep my body from experiencing occlusion and nerve damage and so on. And so if I leave that ice pack on too long, I'll actually make things worse. And we know this now. That's why we don't really recommend rice anymore so much. Uh, but it's, it's this law of compensation that the body is so wise and brilliant. It's always um, uh, re attempting to restore homeostasis, uh, like, just like in a sailboat. When you're tacking and jiving a sailboat in order to maintain a direction, the body is always doing this as well. And I, I think... I just want to give one more example. I think that sure. oral contraceptive pills are a great example, and you know, Dr. Jolene Brighton talks about this at length. But if you you know read all the PubMed research, the hundreds and hundreds of studies, uh, we know that when I when a woman takes an oral contraceptive pill, it, it interferes with the gonadotrophins and ovulation it, it, to to prevent pregnancy. Uh, but we also know now that it depletes key minerals and nutrients in the body, and this is all science. It, it, it depletes. Uh, zinc, for example, and so a lot of women who are on the pill for a few years or, or even shorter end up with all kinds of skin issues because zinc is required for healthy skin. Uh, they often end up with weak, weakened immune systems because zinc is required for, the, for immune health. And then they often end up with, uh, high, with thyroid issues because uh, oral contraceptive pills de deplete selenium. Mm -hmm. and, and so this is an example of the law of compensation, how uh, when, we, when we do something, it's going to have a primary effect, but it's also going to have these much longer lasting secondary effects that can drive chronic disease. Uh, absolutely. And, and unfortunately, that zinc and selenium and, and thyroid issues, nobody talks about that mm -hmm. when, when um, having someone go on to um, contraception. So it, it's really yeah. fascinating. Um, Listen, Ben, I'm really cognizant of your time, and I appreciate you coming on. Um, is, there, is there something – first of all, where can people find you in the world? Where is your, where's your physical location? 
Yeah, so I'm in Portland, Oregon, and I own the Portland Clinic of Natural Health. And you can find me at drreeves.com. That's D as in dog, double R, double E, B as in boy, S as in Sam.com. And we'll put that in the show notes. As it, I don't know uh, how it is out out by you. Are you allowed to do any telemedicine? I am, and I do telemedicine all the time. And I, I actually accept insurance as well. So uh, right now with COVID, I'm able to um, accept patients' insurance across state lines, depending on uh, their health insurance. You know, it's it's not a um, it's not a hundred percent of the time, but it's amazing. Uh, and so I mean, yeah, I, I love doing telehealth. That's amazing, and I will have all your contact information in our show notes. Um, I, I do really appreciate you being on the show again. It, can you have any parting words for our audience? May the vital force be with you. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true Star Wars fan. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Mike, and, and keep up the great work in the world. Um, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure, Ben. Hey, folks, if you like what you heard, please go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a review. It helps us help others find the work that we're doing and, and bring uh, folks like Dr. Reeves on the show. So, uh, guys, have a great week, and we will see you soon. Ciao. Our July supplement of the month is BYWG's Magnesium Glycinate. Magnesium is one of the most common deficiencies in current research and is a critical part of over 200 processes in the human body. Magnesium supplementation is suggested for many people and can be especially helpful for improved sleep, improved mood, muscle cramping, bone density, and so much more. This form of magnesium, magnesium glycinate, is well absorbed and less irritating to the digestive system, so it is the preferred form to other forms. Others can cause disaster pants when taken in the dose that is recommended. For the entire month of July, if you use the code MAG10, case sensitive, lowercase mag10, you will receive 10% off this incredible mineral. You can pick it up at our website at www.beyondyourwildestgenes.com, or if you're local, you could pick it up at the office and just mention the code. The July book of the month is the Life Strengthening Book by Diana Ferrugia. Dr. Mike had the honor to interview the author for the Beyond Your Wildest Genes podcast. Listening to this podcast is an awesome way to get a feel for the author and this incredible book. You can listen in at our website at www.beyondyourwildestgenes.com at the Listen Now tab. <clears throat> our product of the month for July is True Dark, an incredible company with many pro products focusing on stopping junk light. True Dark's premium eyewear helps you manage your light exposure so you can sleep, feel, and live better. They also have special light bulbs, flashlight, nightlight, light therapy devices, and other products to help biohack your health. Personally, I have the flashlight, and I have two different types of true dark glasses. One to wear right before bed that, if you like music, makes me just look like Bono, and another more stylish pair for regular wear that makes me look like, if you're a Marvel fan, Tony Stark. <laughs> you can check out all these products at the links provided below. Thanks for listening.